Hey everybody, welcome to today's Jumpstart. My name is Ray Reynolds and I am so glad you're here with us on this podcast today. I have been reading the Bible and I am, I gotta be, I gotta be honest, kind of frustrated. Kind of frustrated because I've spent a lot of the last three months reading Psalm 91 over and over and over again. And I'm wondering, should we take Psalm 91 out of the Bible completely? I just wonder that sometimes. Maybe we can just cover it up in our Bible with sticky notes or whiteout. I don't <laughs> Obviously, you know, I'm being sarcastic. Maybe we can skip right over it, never read it or meditate on it. I mean, if you read it, shouldn't it make you think a little bit? Does a majority of the church actually believe what Psalm 91 says? I wonder. I don't mean to sound negative, and, and, and please understand, I don't think I have it all figured out. But shouldn't this be a no-brainer? How can we believe all the verses about God supplying our needs, but we're unsure that God will protect us and take care of us? I've heard all about the COVID-19 virus over and over and over again. We need to be safe. We need to be careful we need to be, we need to protect ourselves. And I, I do agree that God wants us to have wisdom. But my goodness, have we allowed this COVID-19 virus to overtake what Psalm 91 says? God must be our refuge and fortress. For us to be protected, we must be abiding in his fortress of protection. We have to trust him. I get crazy. I start, I start asking myself questions like, I wonder what would happen if a, a leper walked into the Acts 2 church? Would they shut the meeting down? I can't help but believe that one of those disciples would have walked right over to that leper and said, in Jesus' name, be healed. Or leprosy be gone in Jesus' name. I can't help but think those disciples would, would have spoken to that mountain called leprosy and commanded it to leave. I have to be honest and say, that I've been kind of discouraged over this COVID-19 thing, this, this virus. And yes, I know. I know people have perished. I know they've died. And I know it's been very hard on so many different families. But why? I, I, I've heard very few leaders, pastors. I've, I've heard very few pastors stand in their pulpit and say, we believe God's going to protect us. I've actually heard pastors say, we need to be afraid. We need to, we need to worry about this. We need to close the doors. We, I've heard that out of pastors' mouths. And I'm wondering, should we just plain take Psalm 91 out of the Bible? That may seem insensitive to you. Would I feel the same way if one of my relatives died? Well, I've had, rel I've had one relative. My mom died of emphysema and my dad died of cancer. And I still believe God heals both. That's my belief. 
He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I will trust. Surely He will deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. It says, surely. I can't, if he is your refuge and your fortress, by the way, that's Psalm 91 verses one through three. If he is your refuge and your fortress, wouldn't that mean that he's going to protect you? But did you read, did you hear the caveat at the beginning? He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He who lives in that secret place with God. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. I surely haven't been hearing too many pastors say, he is my refuge and my fortress. I will not be afraid. I'll trust in God. No, I hear we better, we better be careful. We better think twice about this. We better, I, I would rather a pastor speak faith and do what the, what the laws command them to do, but still speak faith. Hey, we believe we should be meeting. Hey, we believe we should be getting together, but the law, the governors of these states and the, the political leaders are not allowing us to get together. I, I, I think pastors should be standing in pulpits saying, I believe God is a healer. I believe God wants to protect us. But because our leadership wants us to shut down, we're going to do that. We've got to speak faith from the pulpit. I could close this jumpstart after reading Psalm 91, 1 through 3. I'm going to read it again. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him I will trust. Surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. It says surely there. That's Psalm 91, 1 through 3. I could close this jumpstart with those verses alone. Surely he will deliver you. The question is, do we, do we really believe it? And are we dwelling in the secret place and, and abiding under the shadow of the Almighty? That's the key to being protected. Abiding in his presence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. Well, what is his truth? The word of God. That shall be your shield. When I think of a shield, I think of arrows coming and the, and the shield deflecting those arrows. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. That's Psalm 91.4. Is his truth your shield and buckler? Or is it something you read to check off your to-do list? I mean, are we in the word simply just to read a Bible verse to say, hey, I, I, I read a Bible verse today, that check. Or are we reading the word and getting into the presence of God? That's the question. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. And here it begs the question. Do we really believe it? Do we believe it? 
Why is fear running rampant in the church? I've talked to Christians that are in panic mode, flat out panic mode. I've seen pastors say some of the most unbelievable things from the pulpit, talking in unbelief. And then I can't help but wonder how their congregations are feeling. Do we really believe what's written? There is more fear, doubt, and unbelief that God will protect us than ever before. I just, I don't, I'm not saying I've got this down, but my goodness, I, I, I believe what the, I, I believe what these words say. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. It doesn't say some of your ways. It says to keep you in all your ways. In their hands, they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. There's a caveat there. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And here's the verse with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. I just don't see it being preached. I really don't. In fact, I see more Christians so fearful so concerned is God our refuge and our shelter or is he not angels protect us yet we live in fear Psalm 91 says with long life I will satisfy yet I see the fear of sickness and death everywhere have you been into a grocery store and and, and I walked into one today and this lady freaked out because I got too close to her and the news just glorifies how many people died. Matter of fact, as I record this, we had the highest spike since, I think the third week in April, we had the highest spike in COVID sicknesses today, since April. And the news just glorifies it. The news stays on it. Christians, we must stop believing the news at the expense of the good news. We have the good news. There's news and then there's good news. Brothers and sisters, abide in the secret place with God. Rest in his refuge and his fortress. Trust that he will deliver you. Trust that no plague will come near your home. Trust that God will satisfy you with a long life. We've got to stop believing the lies and deception of the enemy got to turn off the news and rest in the good news. What are we doing? What are we doing? Should we take Psalm 91 out of the Bible? No, absolutely not. But will the church stand on Psalm 91? Will the church stand on the promises of God that say, I will protect you. I will keep you. With long life, I will satisfy you. 
Or will the church continue to cower in fear? Do we believe God is a healer? Do we believe God is a protector? Do we believe that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus? I love Psalm 91. It's one of my favorite passages in scripture. It's one of my favorite chapters. I read it all the time. I read it all the time because I want it to be second nature to me when the news wants to tell me to be in fear. I want it to be on my tongue when the news is telling me, oh, people are going to get sick and people are in the millions are going to die. And I say, no, it's not coming near my house in Jesus name. That's how we have to be as Christians. We have to stop playing games with our Christianity. We think a little mask is going to protect us. Isn't that funny? Christians are more confident in their mask than they are in the God who heals. We've got to stop. We've got to stop. Now, please understand, I'm not saying we need to break laws, but we need to speak faith. We need to stand on the word. We've got to stop cowering in fear. Psalm 91 says one, there's one clear message through Psalm 91. We walk by faith and not by sight. As the motorcycle passes by, I just want to close and say, get Psalm 91 down deep in your heart. Put it down deep in your heart and stand on it and walk by faith and not by sight. God bless you.